Here, get your microphone. Chewy Fear! What is up, man? I'm going to confuse you a little bit right now with this intro, but just hang with me, okay? Mm -hmm. Happy Monday, everybody. Come to the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight at the stand, 7 p.m. It's going to be amazing. Yesterday, I just opened for Hannah Burner in Miami. So, you know, we're recording this a little bit before, you know, I go to Miami before I head down tomorrow morning. But I imagine that show went amazingly. Hannah, thank you for having me. And Chewy, you're back on the couch, bro. How How is everything, dude? Dude, everything is exciting. Like, I've got a, got a busy week ahead of me. Yes. Comedy-wise, video-wise, good things are happening. This is what's happening, yes. Ted, okay? So Sunday, I, I'm filming for this, like, Muslim comedy show. It's supposed to be awesome. Yeah, I just met this girl comic, and she wanted to loop me in on getting some video work done. Okay. And Monday, I'm seeing John Mayer, my boo. Okay, tonight, as we were releasing this. We're Literally, releasing yeah. This Monday, right so now. Tonight. Yeah. Right now. You're probably, I am, <laughs> I am swooning. I am, yes. I'm, I'm swaying to John Mayer right now so as you you're watching so, this. You were supposed to potentially film the Ted Jones comedy show tonight, but prior engagements, all good. Oh, this is the first time I'm ever, I'm ever seeing John. He's very talented. Yeah. He's very talented. I've special. seen him on the street a few times. I remember In one New York? Time, yeah, one time I was 11 years old. I was like, oh my God, is that John Mayer? And I was like, John Mayer! And as he was like walking back, he was like, like didn't even turn around, just did one of those. God damn. Peace signs. Pretty chill, man. Dude, I would, I would, I would die. Pretty chill. Yeah, so um, yeah, you that's, know, he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. I enjoy John Mayer. But um, I don't know how much you follow tennis. Do you follow tennis at all? I don't follow tennis So at all. Novak Djokovic, I'm not sure if you heard this, he did not play in the Australian Open because he didn't oh, have yes. his vaccine shot. I heard. He came out on BBC News and is saying that he is willing to forfeit playing in the French Open and Wimbledon and possibly the U.S. Open if they you know, make him take a vaccine shot. But that's how important it is to him in terms I've, of staying unvaccinated. I've heard he has that? some crazy beliefs yeah well, other beliefs as well like what i don't i i Nothing i've particular. heard he's a crazy guy so he basically for the most part as far as i know is vegan and you know takes great care of his body sure you know, which is great great to hear but it's just so interesting to hear like the star of the sport of tennis you know like have such strong beliefs like he will not get vaccinated to play and try and like have the most grand slams of all time because he's right behind Rafael Nadal right now with 20 yeah. Grand Slams. Rafael Nadal has 21. But, like, if Djokovic were to continue playing, like, even if he played the Australian Open, he may have won that, may win the French Open, may win Wimbledon, U.S. Open. So, like, he's just taking his time with playing in these Grand Slams, or at least until people are un- willing to let him play when he's unvaccinated. Because also, in Coachella, which is, like, in April, the music festival, I'm sure you've heard of it, sure. they are not requiring masks, not requiring uh, negative tests, and not requiring vaccines. So at that point, it's almost like, did you ever even need to get the vaccine, man? As controversial as that sounds. Dude, you don't want to... You, you might get taken off for YouTube just <laughs> for that. You know what I mean? It's a, It's a crazy time now that, like, we are almost full circle where... This month, are we? I mean, excuse me. This summer, are we going to see people? Are we going to see the kind of Coachella attitude all over the place? Did this guy? Did the tennis player? He he had COVID already. Yeah, he has had COVID previously, so all he right. does have the antibodies. So, uh, okay, I think it's ridiculous that he's not allowed to play. That's my opinion. Really? If because if you have COVID, right? The like the research but that's coming out right that, now well, is that do you think that they should have tested for the anti shit? Should have tested for the antibodies first? Sure. Yeah, or, like, how can you? I'm tell sure he would have done COVID that before. Is it, this seems like a political move. Like, if, if you had COVID in the past for at least two years since you caught it, you have antibodies that are three to four times stronger than if you had the vaccine. What is that, some scientific fact? 
No, it's just a study out of Israel that. So, um, one of my I had one of my friends who <laughs> was on the podcast. Um, like I haven't seen him since college, since he graduated college. James Lowe. I'm not sure if you listened to this episode, but if you guys did two episodes ago, he was preaching and saying that we really don't even need to be vaccinated. He was saying he's not anti-vax, but he doesn't care if people are vaxxed. But I don't know. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff still going on with this vaccine shit. I remember like four months ago, like nobody even cared. Like it was really like waning away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like then Omicron, Omicron. jumped back up and now we're kind of in like a, I don't know, like a hazy medium. We don't really know uh, what's going to come next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They just, I feel like people keep trying to scare us. Yeah, bro. But, you know, we got to stay up. Don't be scared. Be Don't be afraid. Reach out to a loved one. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. I, just, I took a huge nap before you came over. I don't know if you can tell. That's why I said like come over 15 minutes later because mm-hmm. I took a nap. So funny when I take a nap, I don't go under the covers, which I think is a strategic move. Mm. I leave the lights kind of on a little bit. I hear and you. Then I just like mummy myself when I'm taking a nap, like put my hands on my shoulders. I feel like it and just keeps you from out. like going into deep sleep. Yeah, dude. Like I don't want to sleep for three and a half hours. Like thirty minutes is the perfect amount. You yeah. ever nap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I need it. Napping? When I need it. Right. Yeah. Do you have like crazy dreams when you nap? Eh, sometimes. Do you have sometimes. any this time? No, 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 not this time. But no I dreams. Wake up with, it's so weird. I wake up with like my arms are kind of like dead. You know, like the circulation to my arms are not that great. But like when I wake up in the morning, that never happens. It almost always happens when I Your take it. Your arms nap. are dead? I don't understand. Yeah, like, like the circulation of my arms. Interesting. Like I can't really feel my arms when I wake up. I have to shake them out. You know what I mean? When you have like dead kind of body yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sit on something for a long time. Hmm. You're filming with a, what, filming um, a Muslim comedy show? Yeah. That's Where's that? Uh, I think that's at Caroline's. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right, nice, man. Tell us about your outfit today. I, I made a comment on it earlier, but it's a nice outfit. Tell us about it. Well, after we vlogged yesterday, yes. I was going to this, like, Jewish enrichment dinner learning thing, uh-huh. and I was, like, only wearing a hoodie. So I was like, oh, man, I need to dress nicer than this. And I passed by, like, this thrift store, yeah. hopped in, picked out, like, this vest. and This like, does not look thrift at all. Well, did you wash it before you put it on? It yeah. doesn't even look like it needs to be. Oh, I guess you did wash it, so it looks. Yeah, it's it's, it looks it's more fine. sleek. Uh huh. But like yeah, I picked sleek. out this this vest thing, and I thought, oh, this is probably in style nowadays. You know. Nice. So that's how I'm wearing vests. I like right that, now. dude. So what's been peeving you this week? What's been like on what your does nerves? Peeving me uh-huh. on my nerves. Yeah. What's on your nerves? Um, I mean, I'm anxious to go down to Miami, dude. I hate the airport. I hate go like getting to the airport. I don't mind once I'm on the plane, but like yeah. The idea of waking up and then figuring out, like, ballparking when you need to go to the airport. Because people never really know. And, like, if you go to a more crowded airport, you could end up standing in line for an hour and a half, something yep. like that. What's your number? So, let's say let's say our number's at the same time. How long before you have to get to the airport? Okay, so let's say... Well, when tomorrow, you leave... When do you have to leave your house? Well, okay, my flight is 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Yeah, so I'm probably going to leave the apartment at about, like, 7.10 Seven, seven. Something like that. I was going to say and seven. Yeah, and then I'll go sit down for an hour, something like that. But Which like, is stupid. There are, there are airports, though, that are sometimes understaffed. And then especially now during COVID, like the last time I went back from Miami, I was in the security line for an hour and 45 minutes. And I gave myself extra time to get on the flight. But like, if I didn't, I wouldn't have made my flight, which is just a ridiculous thought. The fact yeah. that you can get somewhere two hours early and you're at the complete mercy of security at an airport, it's like, don't. It's like, don't, 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to miss my flight. Mm-hmm. I just paid. How much money did I pay for, Shuey? $400 hair or something like that. You I pay not, for- I'm not saying this particular time. Mm, but I'm any saying, flight. Yeah, any flight. Mm-hmm. Like, you pay $400 and you might not make it, even if you're responsible in the whole thing. You know? So I understand when people miss flights. It's like easy to miss a flight. It should not be that easy to miss a flight. Okay? Yeah. yeah. There needs to be a, a better system, I think. Security needs to get get with it. You know, like obviously people have like blue or you have TSA pre-check. That's great. Mm-hmm. But I think that everything should be in the pace. Of yeah, TSA democratize it. Or why well, can only some people get this? Or clear. Yeah, clear. Well, I think that they're, they try and make it like fast pass at um, Disney I World. I know. Do you ever go to Disney World? Yeah, of course. But like, I don't like the fast, like the, the, the whole point of it is just to make rich people hate poor people. Right, or, or poor people hate rich people. Yes. Well, <laughs> also the other way around too. You're like, oh, uh-huh. look at these peasants as you're- These hill yeah, people. As, yeah, as you're walking by, mm-hmm. fast pass. But we need to figure that out at airports. So that's why I only really like flying private. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sensible sense out here. Dude, do you want to hear a crazy story? Let's airport story? Yeah. Yeah. So I got, uh, I was school president of my high school. Nice. Is that like valedictorian also? No, 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 no. no. I got president. voted. I got voted. Wow, dude. Yeah. All right, cool. For like student body and stuff. Yeah. How many kids were in your grade, by the way? Not a lot. Like okay. 40. Okay. Small, private Jewish day school. I also was the first president to get impeached. Do tell. Yeah. It all started when I was uh, on the basketball team varsity senior year. Went to the airport. We are going to like this, uh, I don't know, competition in Memphis. And... Yeah, and we had to, like, uh, competition. Yeah, it was a tournament. We had to check our bags, and I fly back to Atlanta to Philly every single month because I was boarding for school. So, like, I usually just check it, don't check my bag, what's in it, just my go bag. But they said, oh, we're not checking bags. We got to, that has to be your carry-on. So we go through security. Lo and behold, goes through, beep, beep, beep. Security people pull me over, and they take out these, like, Batman ninja stars. And a bong or a bowl, a bowl uh, that I fashioned out of a expo marker. And you made a bowl out of an expo. Yeah. Marker? You just sort of take the end of it and then you put it on the back and you like cover everything up with aluminum foil. Uh-huh. It's a real get some real ghetto ghetto moves. Uh-huh. But yeah, get through security. They pull me over, take out those knives. I just had like these Batman throwing <laughs> knives. Like a, <laughs> I remember I, I, <laughs> Like, like as it was going through, I was like, okay, um, I'm an idiot. This one. Oh, you knew you had it in there. But what? How, how soon did you know? Like they, as soon as you put it on the, the on the. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Security yeah. check. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh shit. So it was definitely last minute. I'm fucked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you get in trouble with the law with that or what? Nah, they, they threw those out. They threw out the knives, but then the. The bowl. What'd they do? The bowl. My principal was on the trip with us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he took a, took me on a long walk through one of the terminals and then let me know that I was uh, getting a Greyhound once we land in Memphis. And I, yeah, was impeached because Bro, of... you were the last person I would think to have maybe not Batman stars in your bag, but a bowl in your bag during a class trip. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't even, I don't, I wasn't a smoker. Yeah, whose bowl was it? It was yours, It was though? for a YouTube video I was, was making. For like a, a little comedy sketch but about was it, a, was it a used bowl or no? No. Clean. So then how could you get in trouble with that? You could have said it was for tobacco. Paraphernalia. It, it wasn't a good look. I understand that. Right. Yeah. But like. Wow. I, impeached, bro. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was suspended for like a couple weeks. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to get expelled. Wow. I was down in Atlanta for like a month. Damn. Yeah. 
Is it like all boys school or boys and girls? Boys and girls. So were you like the hot topic for a couple of weeks? Damn, should we get impeached for smoking a bowl? And Bill Clinton, you know, had to get blown to get impeached. I know. Smoking a bowl. You didn't even smoke a bowl. I didn't even smoke a bowl. I didn't even get blown. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done something way worse. I should have I should have blown the principal. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, then you probably wouldn't have gotten expelled, right? No. But you know, my, you know, my principal was at one of the Ted Jones comedy shows the other week. Yeah. Yeah. Were you there? Were or you was at it that the janitor show? or something? No, 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 dude. The principal, the principal. And then also my PE teacher and then my math teacher was there. Yeah. Wild. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about or you haven't seen this vlog, I show up at the stand like 45 minutes before the Ted Jones comedy show on a Monday night at 7 p.m. And it turns out. That the school that I went to for middle school from kindergarten through eighth grade was having their holiday party, their Christmas party at the stand. So I walk in and I see no joke, like six of my teachers. And I'm like, what? And then as we went on downstairs, I told them to come downstairs. So they saw the set and Hmm. they had a great time. And then it ended up landing me a job offer, an offer that I uh, kindly declined. But it was very nice that they were thinking of me. What did they offer you? uh, For that. They wanted me to like. Um, teach this class at the school, like a PG comedy set no improv class. Yeah, which is like a great idea. I think that's fun, but mm-hmm. just like ultimately, you know, it was gonna take up a good amount of time. I think other at other times during the week. Yeah, you know, just besides that one hour a week, and also like I don't know, I don't want to be getting yelled at for parents, and I don't want to teach kids really anything right now. Just not not a good time in my life for me to do that. I think like if they caught me maybe like a year ago, it's something that I'd be maybe yeah. Yeah. I'm more interested in doing, but at this particular time, no, just uh, have a, have a lot on my plate, bro. So mm. you know, I just uh, politely declined. But you know, would have been a would have been a fun, interesting, experience. Fun little thing to do. Yeah, and we'll see. And now I might uh, put on a comedy show for the school or the staff. So no, way. that'd be interesting, man. That'd be funny, especially since like I got kicked out of that school after eighth grade. You got kicked out? Not like fully kicked out, but they were like kind of nudging me to leave just because the schoolwork was so hard. And then ninth grade, like it really got serious. Like wow. that was like one of the better high schools in the city. So, like, the workload was going to be, like, twice the amount. And I already had tutors in eighth grade and shit. I don't know how well you did in college. In college? Yeah, how'd you do? I mean, high I school. Did, high school. High school, I did fine. I think I got one C. That was it. But, oh, ninth grade. I have another, like, almost expulsion story also. Huh. <laughs> oh, I got I got asked not to come back from my ninth grade school wow. in Atlanta. Okay, so that was basically the kind of the same thing that happened to yeah. you. But what happened with you? Uh, I didn't. I didn't want to be there. It was a bad, it was not, it was not, it was like a yeshiva, like an orthodox yeshiva. Like you get in at like 8 a.m. and school goes to like 9 p.m. Dude. Yeah. Like we're just learning Talmud all day. It was a, it was a rough. So you learn a lot of Hebrew type of history in that school? Just a lot. Most of the day was Judaics. So you learn a lot about the Torah then? Torah, Talmud, just mostly Explain Gemara. Talmud. Talmud is like our exegesis. Which is like explanation on the Mishnah, which is an explanation on the oh the Mishnah. The Mishnah is our like rabbis talk about the Bible. Yeah, Bible given by God, given to Moses to the people, and it explains all of our the like Jewish ethics and and laws and morality. It basically introduced morality into the world in a in the first written form. And then there are these rabbis, sages, who explain the written Torah, yes, law, yes. Torah stuff. Right. They unpack it. And then later rabbis are just like, oh, what about like practical for our world today? And those rabbis explain the Mishnah, which was the explanation on the 
Torah. Do you guys get all that? So how's your apartment, man? The last time you came on this podcast, um, your apartment was in shambles, but now they're doing some work. Yeah, they're doing construction what, on it. What's the deal with that? I think within two weeks, they'll be done with construction, uh-huh. and I'll be back at my place. And you're not paying rent until then. I'm not paying I rent until that, then. Man. That's great. You're yeah. free stay in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always nice. It's always definitely, there's always definitely a silver lining when you don't have to pay rent, just because like anywhere in new york you're spending money to lay your head you know and this yeah. particular time you got to take advantage of it even though it probably stinks it's not you know, great it's it's um yeah. it's a blessing in disguise yeah but that's that's what's up there they're doing construction nice and you're where yeah. you're on the upper west side upper west 81st nice yeah how are you really how's your relationship with your roommates now because i remember like the only real time i was getting along well with my roommates is probably like Probably like the first year that I had them. Really? It was, I mean, it was in really close quarters. I went to Yukon and we probably yeah. had like a 300 square foot room and I shared it with two other bros. And then the bathroom we shared with like another five guys. So it was like eight of us sharing a bathroom, which was, was like a little gross looking. Back One bathroom? Then. Yeah. But when I was like 19, 20 years old, you know, I really had no choice. And the dorm that I was in, it was like, this is the dorm that you want to be in. Okay. The Garrigus Suites name i don't know i like my roommates yeah i've always had roommates i don't think i until i'm married i i, I don't i don't see why i wouldn't have really roommates. yeah interesting i just like it's a good time yeah yeah you don't ever get annoyed at your roommates Nah, nah. but That's i also don't get it i don't get annoyed at yeah like, yeah you're pretty even keeled as yeah. i said before yeah well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, having, uh, you know, having a balance and then also your love life is going well. You know, you got a lot of things going for you, man. So don't blow it. I know. Don't blow it. You're not going to get kicked out, of, uh, kicked out of the free world. But things were like Imagine not going well. Jail. Why were things not going well? Because like the flood and everything. Oh, yeah. that was Things couldn't have actually been going worse probably at that point. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty <laughs> tough. <laughs> but now things are going well. So like I just said, have you ever been to jail? Jail? That's a crazy deep question. I mean, if you have. Oh, yes. Tell like, us psychologically okay <laughs> no. but i'm talking about physically no not no like jail i've worked at a prison really really at a courthouse yeah oh what were you a scribe no i i'm no I, I was a intern we evaluated rapists and murderers to see if they were competent for trial yeah but like, like uh, do explain in this like uh, in a psych- psychiatric department of the court um Basically, in, in college, yeah, for like three months, every single day, I'd just go with my professor into his work and meet these, like, terrible, terrible people who, like, killed their daughters, killed their husbands or wives, usually. And uh, what, were the kind of, what was the kind of stuff that you were asking them, and then how would they respond? Some stuff was really crazy. Like, like I mean, we'd ask them about the elements that came up to them like stabbing their daughter in the neck or stabbing their like son-in-law on the street. And it's usually like it always, okay, this is one lesson. Don't keep things in. Every single one of these cases was like a, a situation or a circumstance where like a husband and wife were just worse and worse, just kept things in. Didn't, didn't talk out what they, what problems they had. And like some of the stuff, like whatever their spouse was doing was like screwed up. Totally not cool, but it just kept boiling up and they didn't either leave or do anything with it. And then, I don't know, something popped off and they just, 
What was the, maybe one of the crazier questions you have asked them or the, one of the crazier things you've heard in terms of explanation for why they did such a horrible thing? Well, we were talking to this like guy who didn't speak a word of English. We had to have a Chinese translator, and he basically killed his daughter's husband on the street in front of his house. They basically lived in the same house, like a daughter. Yeah, the daughter and her, and her husband, yeah. and the dad lives upstairs. And like. And over, and basically, he we were trying to figure out what was the motive, or is he able to explain his motive? And if he could, he could go on 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 the stand. Um, and basically, he didn't approve of this husband of hers. Yeah, yeah. And they just they literally like they didn't speak to each other, and he was literally living in the same house with them. And so, like you can just imagine, like the buildup of tension over the years yeah. of that, and then. One one day there was some heated argument, and he like threw her outside of her house. Wait, the husband threw her outside? No, no, the dad threw her daughter. Like, threw his daughter outside the house. Threw it. I'm getting confused whether he stabbed the son-in-law or the daughter. Like, like, I it might have been the daughter, honestly. Like, like that was my initial. We saw a lot of cases like this, but like he literally threw his daughter out of the house and then came out like thirty seconds later with a kitchen knife. And like stabbed her in the neck like thirty times. Insane. You know what's interesting? Also, you hear about stabbing is you never hear like a smaller kind of number stabbing. Maybe that's also what do you mean smaller like, number? I mean, like if I were to, you know, I don't believe I'm going to do this, but imagine if I was if I stabbed you like three times. There's never an efficient murderer. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though, like you don't stab someone three times. It seems like it's almost like an, an anger mechanism. You're trying to get someone out. Yeah. 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 Cause like I mean I mean I feel like by like four or five you're probably good, but then like yeah. yes you're probably trying to get something. That's why you hear such crazy numbers like that. And this was in Atlanta. No, this was in New York. What? Well, recently then, ish. Yeah, yeah. In the past, like four years. So I did. what drove you to uh, get this internship? You just trying to? Uh, I was get on your the equet in all professions or what? No, I was on the psych track. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. I applied to like PhD programs and stuff. That's true. Yeah. All right, nice, man. That's freaking nuts. I mean, one of the crazier, was this a summer job? Uh, no, this was during spring semester. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, one of the crazier jobs I guess I've ever had was like being a camp counselor. I just saw like a lot of crazy parents and crazy kids, but like nothing like, <laughs> nothing like that, dude. Yeah. I also worked at a special needs camp. Okay. Four summers. Nice. nice. But like craziest stuff go down. Like whatever. Yeah, how? Just like kids, kids sometimes, like kids sometimes die. <laughs> Just because they're like disabled, yeah, they're, they're just so like moving, uh huh. Or like sometimes they could have like drowned at a, at a camp like that I that I worked at, and it's like crazy. Or they just are terminally ill, and like I don't know, I don't know why why I'd bring this up. This well, is I so mean, dark. It was a past job, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They only hear about it, but also was the happiest place I've ever been to. This this camp that I, I bet, at. man. Well, because the most part, um, you, you see a lot of smiles all day, right? Yeah, and it's just all about making these kids happy. Totally. And they're naturally happy individuals. And this as was well. in uh, New York, or this was in Atlanta? New York, upstate New York. Man, all right. So you've done a ton of um, mitzvah work in New York, have you not? Mitzvah for for you guys mitzvah. who don't know means mensch means nice deed. Correct? Good deed, yeah. Good deed, yeah. I look forward to being tan today as you guys are watching and listening, mm. you know, and also we do have video on Spotify. Very exclusive. If you guys are on Spotify right now. You see Shuey and I on the couch shopping it up. Shuey in his thrift shop Pew-pew. outfit. What was that song again? Oh, that was like Macklemore. What was it? I'm going to pop some tags. What the fuck out of big way? 
And then it's like, I'll be copping it up. That's yeah, it. Mm-hmm. I've got a pop some tags. Yeah, 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 that's that's for the most part the chorus. Yeah. Only got twenty dollars in, in my, my pocket. pocket. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. One of the first concerts I ever went to. Macklemore? Yeah. In let me guess, New York. No, this concert I actually went to was in, La- in Atlanta. Philly. God damn it! This kid's been all over. And also, you might go to Israel this summer. We'll see. Yeah. Have you decided if you're gonna go? Are you taking your boy or what? I don't have dates yet, but I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to travel. Maybe take a month off. I would like to meet an Israeli woman, I tell you. But the thing is, bro, they're so far away, okay? What do you mean? That's the thing. Israelis live in New York. Yeah, but I'm talking... Okay, if there were to be an Israeli woman who lives in New York, sure. Hit me in the DM. But I'm saying, like, to go to Israel and, like, you know, fall in love in Israel and then Mm. have to come back to New York, that sounds like a nightmare for me. Because it's something that could potentially happen, you know? Like, I don't want to say I fall in love so easily... But, you know, I, I like the idea of being around people that make me feel like I'm loved. All right? mm. And why is that specific to Israelis? Uh, well, we were talking about Israel. And oh, I was yeah. also just thinking about how I went there one time for, no, I mean, I mean, I've been there twice. But one time I went there, it was like on birthright. And I don't know. I was just like so befuddled by the idea of Israel and uh, going there and the learn history. A lot. And like, yeah, I learned so much. It was like birthright is one of the. One of the crazier 11-day journeys I've ever had. Just like, wow, no joke, every single day that I was there, if not every single day, 10 out of the 11 days I cried at one particular time. Really? The trip. Yeah. Like no my, way. Yeah, so my buddy that I went with, Andy Brand, um, like it was a joke that like, I no joke, I was crying so much there just because like it was so emotional for me. I have no idea. And like I, a girl that was there, like I basically fell in love with for a few weeks then it came. Then we came back to like New York, and um, she lived in L.A. And Dude, like, why didn't we unpack didn't this? Well. What? Let's unpack it. Well, there's really not what? much to unpack. What? What, what were the, What were you doing? I think I was exhausted. Also, man. Like, like were you happy you, crying? Yeah, yeah. I think no, no, no. Some of it was sad. Just like you know, when we went to um, some of like the or meaningful Holocaust crying museums, meaningful crying. But okay. also like. Um, I was exhausted, dude. I think like it's one of the getting there. Yeah. First of all, once you get to Israel, you land at like two p.m. in the afternoon after leaving a six p.m. flight. You, so you get there two p.m. You're mm. off to your first site, and then you're um doing history stuff, whatever it is, till six p.m. Yeah. Then you have dinner. Then it's like lights out by uh, nine thirty or ten thirty p.m. that night, and then from that next morning, from seven a.m. to no joke, like. 10 p.m. All it's straight doing all the stuff Hiking, that um yeah the camel riding have, yeah have paid yeah. for so I was like exhausted but also it was meaningful and then they slam um, you with like spiritual stuff yeah yeah that gets everything, you everything everything so it, it was just crazy like we spent so much time in the bus um food was great but it was just like it was a lot yeah you know, it was like eat and then keep moving eat keep moving sleep keep moving it was like a, it was like a job when we were there and then obviously you know when you think you go to Israel for free. Which is what birthright is. They want to jam as much as they can into your system yeah. while you're there, which makes sense. I, I get it. It's pretty awesome what they do. And then I also went there when I was 15 years old with my family, which wasn't that great. Like it just felt like uh, it was just like I, I would like to go to Israel and not have to see all of the history of Israel, yeah. the history of the Jewish people. Just hang so out I in Tel Aviv. Exactly. I would love to go to Israel for like two weeks and not do as much as I was doing when I was there. And I imagine that's something that you probably do Ye- if you were to go there. I have not done that yet. What, just like chilled there? Like not, yeah, on a non-program. Right. I'd like to, I'd like to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's something that I would love to do. But I feel like in going there, I don't want to be sucked into the culture. Because I love New York. I don't want to betray New York. 
mm-hmm. you know, while Israel doesn't have as many like, um, I don't, I don't know if like saying the comedy entertainment industry is not as strong over there, but I mean, the United States, New York is definitely the place to strive to be your absolute best. But you I know f- what I'm saying? I feel like you could take over Israel if you went. Like, like I, like you can. There's so much that could happen in Israel, and people are hustling all the time in Israel. Yes. And like, there's only been one or, or two like Israel shows on Netflix. If you like, you can be get to the top quicker if you bro. Imagine something you in and Israel. I go and we just get a deal with Netflix, dude. Be fresh. We can also stay in New York and do and figure that out too. And it's, do it too. it's true. Just a matter of time, guys. Just a matter of time, you know? Yeah. Are you watching any TV shows? Or yeah. No? You don't watch so much TV, do you? Uh, I watch... Dude, I watch so much TV. What do you watch? <laughs> I watch so much... Because I love, I love TV. Dude, I watch so much TV. What what TV are you watching? I watch bad TV. I watch... I, I just watched... I watched this Jack Reacher show on Amazon recently. Jack Reacher. Is that a shooting show? Yeah, it's like a... It's based on a book. I read. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah, it was terrible. Not great actor. Not not a great main actor. The other actors were great, but I don't know why they chose him. He seemed like a dummy, um, or that they couldn't cast a better person. Keep naming shows. Maybe we've watched one that's similar. Yeah. What do I? What did I love? Ozark. I watched Ozark, the new season. Yeah, the new season was great. Killer. Slightly slow though. I feel there was yeah? too much action in it being slow, and I didn't really like how much they were getting out of like. They were getting out of so many jams, it felt like. It felt getting like, out of so many. Yes, it felt like death was around the corner so many times in that show, and they just, you know, were able to avoid it. You know, like, this, it was still good. You know the sauce behind, like, the part one? It's, like, season four, part one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess in a few months, I'll bring out part two. Yeah. Because I remember in the b- very beginning of season four, part one, I don't even believe that this is a spoiler, but don't listen for a second if you think it is a spoiler. So, in the beginning of season four, part one, they... the car flipped and we never heard anything f- like from that i the think family was in the car the car flipped and we never heard anything uh past that that was not a future reference i think that was just what happened like it was just like so no i don't think so because or it was a metaphor no because right after that they were at the mexicans party and it was that that lady had gotten yeah you know, yeah was that at the end of the last season was that yeah yeah that was at the end of the last oh. season oh no, the car crash. I don't think it was. The, I don't think so. Interesting. Whoa, weird. Yeah. Oh, maybe they'll bring it back in part that's two. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because like, I didn't understand when the car got flipped, and I was like, what? what are we going to address this or no? They totally that's didn't address it. Happened. True. Did you ever hit the gym or no? Beep beep. Nah, man. No? No. All right. What, what was that sound? Beep boop. That was like a, a random like cut to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like cut to. I like to do a snap. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, you know we utilize the snaps all the yeah. time. But yes, you don't at all. I'm a big gym guy. Do you know that? I I'm, do push-ups, sit-ups, and pull-ups. Let's go. That's I mean, it. those are the core. You got to get a, your squats in there, and then you're good. And then I walk Arms enough. out, and then... What's that? Squat. Well, for squats. Like that. Something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. If you were... I mean, if you were to have the weight on your back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. mm. You walk a lot? I walk a lot. It's tough I to walk get 10,000 steps in the winter, though. Is that what you're supposed to do? I mean, 10,000 steps a day is a really good goal to have. People wow. say 10,000 steps a day, and also, like... You can get to 10,000 steps a day, just not on the iPhone. Because, like, the iPhone will track your steps. Yeah. And, like, having 10,000 steps with your iPhone in your hand, that's impressive and on another level. But 
I'd say probably if you look at your iPhone for steps, you want to aim for like 5,000 a day, something like that, a couple miles. 5,000 sounds healthy. Yeah, definitely. But it's just tough sometimes like in the winter now, like when it's the cold. snow is outside. Yeah, it's tough to do. Yeah, I agree. You work out. I do work out almost every day. Where's your gym? Almost every day, like uh, around the corner, pretty close. It's like super easy to get to. Wow. I just go outside. Equinox? I usually have the sweatshirt. No, no, no. No Equinox. No Equinox for me, man. That place seems like a... Filthy. Well, I go to there. Filthy place. So what do you mean filthy? filthy? rich people. <laughs> filthy. So I go to uh, Equinox's co- broke cousin, which is Blink. Ugh. And I love Blink. Blink. It's great. It's nice. You know, I get like a good crowd in there. And also, I haven't been wearing my glasses when I've been going to the gym. You ever meet a girl at the gym? So that's been like, uh, for the most part, keeping me distracted in mm. terms of like looking for anyone. I've never met a girl at the gym. Have I don't intend to. I feel no? like it's a weird place to pick up girls. It would be at weird. At the gym. I feel like it happens. And also, like, do girls like being picked up at the gym? Like, I don't understand how you're even supposed to do that. Let us hey, know in the comments. Nice, n- nice set. <laughs> hey, that's a lot of weight. Damn, girl. Or like, wow. I've been watching you from over there, and I'm really impressed. There's so many creepy lines that you can pull out at the gym for girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Re- can you really meet girls at the gym? I don't think so. What would you even say? I, yeah, no, that's what I mean. I think you'd say one of the weird things that I just said. Hmm. Hey, what's up? By the way, I'm Ted. I've been watching you for a few weeks now. I just want to say the form on your squats, impeccable. Your glutamus maximus looks great on it. She's like, ew. Wait, are you Ted Jones? Maybe that would happen. Maybe. Know. Who, kn- who knows, man? Mm-hmm. You can't just freaking open up with like that ass look good. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. That's true, dude. How do you get down here anyway, man? Whatever. Roo, roo. See what I did there? Remix again. Roo, roo. How do you get down here? A, C, one. I took the E. I was working out of a hotel. Uh, oh, you're so fancy. You're mm-hmm. working out of the mm-hmm. hotel. Were you at the Carlisle? Uh, Park the Hyatt. Freaking hotel. Uh, very, Plaza very hotel? fancy. Park Hyatt? Yeah. On 42nd Street? Of uh, 57th. Nice. Well, you just, what, you, like, got a coffee and just sat down and started working? It has a really nice workspace. Is that what she did? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You ever been in a WeWork office? Don't you have to pay for that? Potentially. Well, yeah, I was thinking maybe you might know Could someone you? who had a WeWork office and you'd work out of there or something like that because they have a commonly shared space. Really? So they have, like, let's say eight little 100-square-foot cubicles. Sure. 100-square-feet probably fits four people. They'll have eight of those um, spaces. And then mm. they have, like, a, a conference room that probably you can have, like, different people working out if they come in for the day or something. Can you like only that. use that WeWork location? I'm sure that they have, like, you can use a global or you can only use it. Well, actually, you know what? Since that you do pay per month for, like, your cubicle, it probably is only location. But I'm sure you can have a global one where you're, like, allowed to use the spare rooms in a particular location over there. Like, WeWork, the idea of it seemed like such a great idea. It just obviously was never worth $40 billion, and that's why I went to shit. Yeah, you know? I feel like it only worked for Manhattan or like, uh-huh. yeah, should have started smaller. Well, definitely, because like they got um, a huge investment from this like billionaire guy. His name was like Matishio Sun, something like that. Yeah, um, he had like got like a four billion dollar investment into the company. Jesus. So they just started growing at like an insanely rapid pace. And then, you know, a lot of people were like, wait, like, where is the value in this company? They don't have any in- anything income producing. Holy All they're cow. doing is just leasing out space so that. Yeah, uh, the stock basically like crashed. Speaking of billionaires, you hear about this Elon thing? 
What about him? That he's giving five point seven billion in his stock away? Yeah, to, to for world hunger. Right? For world hunger. He is a great guy, right? I hate Dude, when people. I hate when people, people are still shit. gonna hate him. People are still gonna hate. Which, the, I, which I understand. I don't understand. Je- well, people are jealous that this guy has over. Is it that? People. He has think, over two hundred billion dollars. I think it's the fast pass thing. I think it's just like, oh, you, this guy's in in the fast pass lane, so I hate him. Well, I mean, you can't really stop a lot of people from thinking that because there are people that just don't like other people who have an extraordinary amount of wealth. Now, should people be capped at wealth? How do you feel about that? I I I think it should There's be up no to, to Elon that. to donate six billion dollars. Like, even if there was a cap, the government wouldn't wouldn't take that much away. That's a that's that's insane. What do you mean? Like, if it's it's crazy that Let's he say it's capped at a hundred at a hundred what a hundred billion. Hundred billion, like one How single much? person is not allowed to have more than a hundred billion. Elon has like two fifty right now. I think it's complicated. Like, like yeah, once absolutely. you get up to like, uh, like into the billions, it's like more of like who's managing all the funds. Do you want the government to be doing that, or do you want uh, people no. who actually know money to be yeah, doing and, that? And that's a thought also with like the New York housing crisis. You know, like yeah, um, in the city in the past four years, like the city government wants to take over housing, but like, look how shitty of a job they've done with public housing. You so know, like, terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, when you hand it over to private owners, obviously they're going to care more because, you know, it's their baby, it's their money, it's their income per month. But yep. then if you hand it over to like a public company, you're, you know, relying on Joe Schmo, who's a manager at who's the company. only who's allowed to make this much money. Exactly. So he's, he's not going to try yeah, so he's hard. He's $75,000 a year regardless. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if the vacancy gets filled up a little bit faster. It doesn't matter if the paint in the hallways, the lights are on, you know. So yeah. um, it definitely is, um, you know, a uh, kind of iffy scale. You know, it's, a t- it's tough to balance. But yeah. um, I think that there is something to be said for people who just think that he has an extraordinary amount of wealth. Um, but then again, it's not like he can go to the bank and take out $200 billion out of his chase account. It's not like that, you know, like maybe he has $5 billion in liquid money all over the stock markets and everything like that where he can just pull it out. He doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, but besides that, like it's his company that has him with the lion's share Mm -hmm. as well. Same with, uh, Bezos and basically same with like everyone who's worth over $5 billion, you know, a lot a majority of their money is probably in a company in an LLC, not in their Chase bank account. Well, that's you crazy. Know? It's crazy that like uh, maybe we'll solve world. I mean, I don't even know what six billion does. We'll like, see. Hopefully, if it's managed well, it could go. It could go very well. But also, I don't know if you've heard this. Like Mark Zuckerberg gave a hundred million dollars to the city of Newark to like kind of put together programs Eesh. and put together you know funding and everything. Why but and within that? within three months, it was gone just because like it wasn't managed correctly. Yeah. Why? So putting that much money in, you got to put it in the right hands. There needs oversight, tough, which is very tough to put six billion dollars into you know in a, a company yeah. of what ten thousand people, something like that, or expect people not to get greedy. Yeah, because every mismanaged. single person has to not get greedy, which is tough sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is that's crazy. Sometimes. But it's good. It's good. Yeah, we're, it's good that somebody is putting their foot forward and trying to solve us and having, uh, you know, depopulation be a real thing on this earth, man. Or I also think it's cool. See. Like Elon's a really is a like a role mo- model. I agree. And like especially He's changing the world. Yeah, He's and two billionaires. Wars. So yeah. like. Yes. Watch his opinion, people's opinion of Elon change. People are only going to love him more now because of this. And that's going to incentivize other billionaires to, to, do, good. to do good. And not just donate $500 million dollars to Harvard so they make another library. Yeah. Like, let's do something else with that $500 billion. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally.
are you a crypto guy? Do you have any crypto? We I do. I do talked about that. I do have crypto. I don't. I'm no. I'm not huge on it. Like uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, though. I have Bitcoin and Ethereum, and those are like your two real ones that you're only touching right now. It's just like whatever, ten dollars a day. Right, 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 right. But oh, like, wow, that's good. No matter what, you have a, like automated. Yeah, that's great. So I've talked on this podcast before about Shiba Inu coin. You hear about this? The dog one? Yeah. Well, no, the dog coin is Dogecoin. Shiba Inu is just like a shit coin that. If but Dogecoin's dog be a billionaire. Isn't Dogecoin's dog a Shiba? Shiba Inu? Yeah, that's confusing. That's right? confusing. But it is. But Dogecoin is a coin, and Shiba Inu coin is a separate coin. Mm. Um, just like a, a stock coin that I've told these guys here, if they have $100 to forget about, you put it in your Coinbase wallet. And then if it goes to one cent, I mean, you know, we're all going to be rich, which is just an interesting What, Shiba thing. Inu? Yeah. So I should just, like, throw a dollar in Shiba Inu? Not a dollar. You should have $100. Because a dollar won't do anything. If you throw $100, like, there's a small chance that you that $100 can turn into... Ten thousand dollars, but will you lose more than a hundred? No, because you just put in a hundred dollars and then you lose that money and then yeah. you're at zero. That's how so markets work. That's why I'm saying, like, if you have a hundred dollars to forget about, or you'd spend it on a lottery ticket, Shiba the chances Inu. are probably better just giving it into Shiba Inu. I'm, I mean, obviously not financial advice, but I mean, it could just be a mm. fluke, and then you end up making whatever a hundred times your money, which would be dope. Yeah, metaverse buying real estate in the. Are uh, you doing that metaverse? I mean, like once once I start to get. Um, more income that I feel comfortable putting into the metaverse, like liquid wise, I would um, do more research on it, like NFTs and stuff. I'm all yeah. here for the crypto uh, revolution. Future. Yeah, revolution. Well said. I'm all here for that, and I think it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be big over the next you know 20 years or whatever. Like I've I've spoken about NFTs here many times, and I'm excited to uh, see kind of how the world adapts to it because I know that the dollar. It's losing its power every day, Shuey. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. It is. It's not good. It's, it's, I mean, it, it just is. It's not good or bad. Yeah. It's it just is. happening. It's like every 100 years. I was talking on the podcast with James the, uh, like two days ago, excuse yeah. me, two episodes ago. He was saying, you know, like every 100 years, currency goes to zero and then we build it up and then figure it out again. So mm. hopefully, currency will be. I don't know, surrounded around, around Bitcoin. It'd be good for all of us listening and you guys who, if you have Bitcoin or you're um, about to jump on the horse. Guys, tonight we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show, 7 p.m. at the stand. Amazing lineup. Check the link in this YouTube video, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. We want to see you at the show, okay? And if you guys can't make it to this show tonight, don't worry. We got a show March 1st, 7 p.m., March 15th, 7 p.m. and March 29, 7 p.m. Just check the link in this YouTube video. Shooey, sir, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Ted Jones World. See you guys next time. Peace.